everybody. Welcome to the Power Nap Podcast. I'm Nick Puga. With me, as always, Andre Gordon. And we just want to remind everyone real quick, for those of you who haven't seen us, we are on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, IGTV, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to check us out. Subscribe if you like what you hear. Andre, what's going on this week? And you just said it all, man. All that is... That's legit. We're, we're all those places. We, we're everywhere like that. Apparently, yes. We do have some real estate. And we actually do have a Twitter account, too, but we've never tweeted yet. But we have it just in case. Things we could tweet. Because we're at, what, 23 subscribers? If we hit, you know, 50, we might have to start tweeting. Maybe right. that'll be our first tweet. If we hit 50 subscribers, okay, deal. we are going to make a tweet and shout out the 50. But the other thing is, 24 is a baker's dozen. If we're at 23, we need one more to be a baker's dozen. Let's go. That's big news. Who's going to be lucky number Kobe? We can do it before the end of the year. That's our goal for 2019. Hit the baker's dozen. Yes, indeed. Man, what you been up to, brother? I still feel like, even though we did a show last week, I still feel like I don't know what's going on. I don't know how you're doing. I don't, I, I still don't. I'm out of the loop. It's been quite the quite the weeks. I've just been going back and forth to Miami so much. I don't even know who I am anymore. Um, no beard. Juggling too many. No beard. <laughs> For those who uh, are watching on the YouTube, there's no beard right now. There's a film going on. I had to take a headshot too. And luckily, I had at least four days break with the movie so I had like four days of stubble but it's not it's not the beard uh, I mean, the beard did that beard's clutch okay so last night so you know I, I coach basketball middle school varsity basketball and last night was our the season end of our dub, of our rivalry our rival is Gulliver we are at Westminster we played them in the championship game last year. We won. We played them in season opener this year. We won by two. It was here. This was the first game that we played them in their house since last season. So they wanted to beat the brakes off of us. It was intense. You think like, oh, not a big deal. Middle school varsity. It's like the gym is packed. It's crazy. Ray Allen's son, they, they go to that school. We have the boozers at this school. Now the boozers went up. But it's like it's like a basketball environment at both of these places. So we open the game. We're cru- like crushing. It's 17 to 4. We're like, and we had a really good week of practice. You know, our game before, we didn't play so well. So, you know, I lit them up. I'm thinking, all right, we got to just sustain this. But everybody makes a run. They say that on sports. Everybody makes a run. They made their run. They can't, by the third quarter, they're up by one. And this is the moment where either your team falls apart and it's defining of your season. Ah, we just, we choke. We're the Buffalo Bills, you know? Mm. We are the Oklahoma City Thunder up 3-1. We're Golden State. Or we step up (laughs) and we control the game. Well, Nick Fuga, I'm happy to say, we regained control. We missed a bunch of free throws, but we ended up winning by three. All right. And it was like 
confetti was going to drop from the ceiling on their home floor. It was big. And so I've lost my voice. So today I sound like a dinosaur. So you know. <laughs> the Heat are doing fantastic. Uh, had a loss yesterday, but they're playing hey, right on pace. Right on we had pace. A loss. It's a big loss, though. It's against a top-tier team against Boston. Yeah, but oh. we just won two on the road. What are you talking about? Like, we're tired. You could tell they were tired. Uh, and we didn't have buy a bucket. All the, we didn't make one shot from the outside. That's what it felt like. Mm. Winslow is a is a break house. Um, Get rid of so, him, man. I don't know, and I don't know how, why they all pump him up too. Everybody's like, everybody tries to when somebody has a bad game, you always hear all these positive things about the guy, and they're all like trying to pump him up. What, what's up with that? Well, all I know is like, Coach oh, he Bo does had some, a girl yeah. yesterday. I thought it was a boy. Uh, you're right. I don't know. <laughs> what were you saying? Like, they pump him up and, like, what? So the media protects him? Maybe. Or maybe they pump him up just because psychologically they know how damaging it can be because he probably knows he's got trade rumors going on. Or maybe they're trying to increase his value by always saying, like, how many things he does on the floor. Like, you know, he's so special, blah, blah, blah. And he was clutch. He's only close. Yeah, he hit the free throws, which you're supposed to. You're supposed to hit free throws. But you're also supposed to make a three-pointer if you shoot it, right? You're in the NBA. You're right. But anyway, no my chair, no my problem. We'll see what happens. I love about this show is that we just do what we got to do. It's just chill. And right now I have a mic in the air. Up a wire. It looks like you have a wire hanger just sticking right into your ear. But that's what happens when you leave your AirPods. Well, when you leave your AirPods at home, this is your punishment. Uh, okay, so you've been with your wife for how long? Too long. No. Um, <laughs> I've been with my wife, like, total before marriage? or Total. total. It's close to 20 years. Two decades. Yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Wow. I mean, are the Heat even 20 years old? Yeah, they're like 30. So think about how you started dating your wife back then, right? And then I think about like the stories that I hear about how people date now. Do you think you would do better or worse if you had to start dating now? Like online dating and like meet people on apps. Like if, like, if you could just pick Fernanda out of a catalog. Like, like, how would you fare in today's dating game? Ooh, what a good question. Um, well, Fernanda and I dated through high school, so um, I, I never got a chance to really do the dating. You have to pursue online. her, though. Yeah, but I'm saying I think that the whole online dating is so – I think it's harder because part yeah. of dating is the mystery of the person, too, and that you have to keep trying to get to know. But now – People have complete access to who you are, what you do. You know, they could just like not like one photo in your grid and be like, eh, no. <laughs> like completely judge you. Like, oh no, he did that. He took that picture. Oh no. And since people have all this access, they think they can find their perfect person, which doesn't exist. I think it's a lot trickier. Not only that, I think people then will end up settling anyway. 
and will be unhappy. I think people are more more susceptible to being unhappy now than before because of all this stuff. It is a weird, weird time. I thought about it and I thought like, oh man, if Instagram was around when I was in high school, career-wise, I think that could have been a good, a much better launching pad than (laughs) just showing up to LA with nobody. I tell these kids here now that want to act, I'm like, you guys don't understand. You have your own personal network. Distribution, yeah. If I were you, I would be creating content all the time, just trial and error and just keep keep posting and then refine it and get better and better and better. Like, oh, but I don't want to get bullied. I heard that yesterday. I don't want to get laughed at. Listen, people are not, even when you make it, even when you're on TV, even when you have movies, I have movies out there right now that you can go look at on Amazon or on Netflix where people trash it. Yeah. But I don't care. It is what yeah. it is. You just got to keep working on it. I, I, yeah, I guess that's the whole thing. They think like bu- getting bullied is just a school thing. You get bullied in life, period, no matter what you're doing. So true. Critics are bullies. They are. Uh, you know, people on the street will be bullied for whatever reason. So get used to being bullied. It's like Chris Rock. I love when he was, when he did that on tambourine. Did you see that? Oh, yes. We yes. need bullies, man. We need bullies. <laughs> you Zucker. <laughs> <laughs> you think Bill Gates didn't get bullied? Bill Gates before <laughs> I can't say mm. these words. This is a clean show. But you get you get the picture. Like, we need to toughen up our skins. Yes. Even um, driving on the 405. Driving, on, I mean, you get bullied driving in a, on the freeway. Yeah, it's let true. me tell you, you get bullied everywhere, and it's how you manage to deflect it. Yes, how you respond to it, and how you respond to it. But if you've never gotten that, and you're afraid to dive in 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 high school, man, I got bullied like crazy. You sure people did. Don't, people don't even know about. And you then got it was like, a lot. then at the end of high school, I guess that was more. We were doing the pep rally skits. We were doing the, you know, the theater. But that was just like my, my last two years. There was a little bit more of an acceptance, but before it was just. But even e- even so, people also I still feel like there were inside haters as well because they didn't like the the certain attention that I got for something, and they wanted to, uh, poke fun like, and it's all like I, I don't feel like that was damaging or anything like that. It was just is what it is. I got picked on by my brother, by my family. Like that was like a thing. So like I, I, I have no problems. But I'm thankful for that because it's quite rare to really be able to take me off course. But I worry about the kids that are afraid to, you know, to have any kind of adversity like that with a bully or not in a physical sense, but like in a mental sense, in a self-esteem sense. You you, you got to learn this. Embrace it. it. You're right. For all, for all the kids that listen to us. <laughs> well, even at my house, my middle child is um, pretty assertive. And my oldest child is a people pleaser. And my middle child will just do whatever she wants and she doesn't care. She doesn't care if anyone likes what she's doing. If she wants to do it, she'll do it by herself. And if you want to play with her, for the most part, she's like, yeah, you can play with Maybe that's what I want to do. So the other day, She's like, my oldest says, oh, she's not letting me do the play with whatever or watch whatever show. I'm like, first of all, boy, you're the oldest. 
So you need to like man up. Don't let anybody just push and dictate to you how you can live your life. Now, what I would do if I were you is I would talk it out, negotiate, come to compromise. This is a good way for you guys to bond, but don't just come and run to me. I'm not always going to be here. You need to learn how to deal with stuff like this. Number two, I never imagined my if someone was bothering me at school, my mom coming and saying, oh, this kid is, unless my life was in danger, my feelings got hurt all the time. Coconut head, five head, fish lips. Uh, my dad used to cut my hair and he didn't do a great job, so they used to call me Patch Adams because there are patches in my head. So, I mean, can you imagine... Like my mom coming to the school and be like, you hurt my son's feeling. No, let me deal with it. And I feel like we don't have, and I think this goes back to Nick. There is a generation of parents that are a bit younger than us who can pick out their perfect mate, who can organize their perfect life online, who can put up the perfect tile, which has translated, and I'm not judging, I'm just saying, it could be, maybe that's how they raise their kids. So because everything's perfect online, because everything's perfect to the to the world, because they can pretty much categorize and select their life's daily uh, interactions and who they interact with and who they how they deal with people, maybe their kids are seeing that too, and they're not and they're just soft. I think kids are softer now, way soft. Cotton now. Twenty percent. They are. Do you think college is worth it? Do you think college is worth it? I don't know if I'm the right person to ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I ask you because you have a great perspective where you went from high school, did a little college, and then you still went on to be successful in the field that you wanted. So looking back retrospectively, would you say, oh, you know what? I should have gone to college or, oh, you know what? I'm glad I didn't or it just wasn't for me or there's something I missed. Like, what, How do you feel about it looking back? I think my main issue was I was extremely unhappy where I was. Um, I, I wanted to stay in Miami so that I could, you know, break into the business to some degree that there was available. And I thought, you know, at that point, I thought like the clock would be ticking. So if I went away to another uh, smaller city, uh, that would be four years where, uh, you know, that's how I viewed it. And during that time, just some personal things happened. And then, and then also, I just was having a terrible time um, going there. The people that were going, um, it just, people were showing up at, you know, eight o'clock in the morning for a class. And it looked like they were going to the club. Uh, I just couldn't relate to anybody there. I'm living at home too. I'm not in a dorm. So I'm not really doing any kind of college party or anything like that. Honestly, I didn't even want that. I just wanted to start breaking into the business. So after I took like maybe one or two trips to LA, I remember doing a job and that job paid me enough to like float me for three months in LA. And I said, I'm gonna go. And then I I tried to finish in LA. I thought, okay, you know, maybe if I'm here, then be better. But I didn't have, the support from both my parents for doing that, my dad, because um, I couldn't juggle breaking into the biz, doing jobs, and doing school. 
you know, and paying for it all, it seemed too much. I know people do that, but for me, it was too much uh, in, a, in a place like LA for me, where it was already very foreign to me from where I grew up. So it was hard. And I think about that because there's a lot of people, I just met this girl on set and she actually went to Palmetto. <laughs> she, and she's, she works with uh, the medics on set. Her dad started Movie Medics, I think it's called. Um, and she said she went to FAU and then now she's, you know, she's at home and she's like considering whether she's going to move or whether she could just stay at home to pay off her loans. I, I just, I don't know. I would, me personally, it, didn't, it wasn't for me. Um, so if your kids come to you and say, ah, you know what? I don't want to go either. If they know what they want and they're crystal clear about it, like I was, you don't have to go to school right away. I, I agree. I think it's a long life. And okay, go do what you want to do right now. And, you know, we'll see where you're at in a year or two and see what you're up to uh, and reevaluate. But I don't think so many people are rushed into college and they have no idea what they want to do with their life. So I, I guess college is the place to figure that out and maybe meet other people. Uh, but for me, I already knew before even going to college what I wanted to do. So that's what matters most. If you're really crystal clear on what you want to do, the college wasn't going to necessarily help me get there. It was only going to take time away. And it was making me more, you know, depressed too. So I wasn't having fun. So I was like, I need to, you know, just revamp my life, get a whole new breath of fresh air. Gotcha. How about you? Well, you're I just a teacher. Realized... Yeah, I've been asking you questions and not been answering them. So I want to go back real quick and say, if I was dating now versus dating then, I think I would not. I, I like the meeting people and like face to face and then like uncovering the mystery of them instead of having a relationship online first and then meeting. For me, I think it works for people and I think it's great. I have no qualms against it. Now the flip side of that is the devil. The flip side of that is that you spend less time and you can filter people out quicker. But you could True. be filtered, you could be filtering out the wrong person just because of wrong little you know impression you got from a photo. And people BS online. Yeah, so that's true. College wise, I am not good at school. <clears throat> I mean, I I ended up with an A average. I think a lot of that was negotiation um, and charm, but school is not my thing. Like the thought after Florida, going to Florida State, which I loved my time in Florida State, but I was going on scholarship to act and to learn about acting, to learn about theater, to learn about movies, to learn about filmmaking. Like that to me was exciting. And that's how I spent most of my days in like a conservatory environment where from nine to two, I'm doing acting. And then in the evening, I'm doing shows, and then uh, then I'm doing movies. Like that's cool, but all my academic stuff at Florida State, I'm very good at writing, very good at uh, social studies, but math and like physics, like, like all all those, the non life sciences. It's I I'm so bad at it. <laughs> I, I had tutors. I went. To, finally, I had to like. They got me a substitute class that would count towards, count as math water, count as 
geometry or physics or whatever would. I would say if I had, and to tell me that I had to do, like my, my brother's a doctor, my youngest brother's a doctor. He's been in school for 12 years. I, I can't even imagine going to school for eight more years after I left Florida State as a minimum. Um, it's expensive. I think if you have a trade and you have a skill, you can make good money and support yourself and become in demand if you have a specified skill and a plan on to how to let people know you have that skill. I don't think it's good to go to school, not know what you want to do, go in debt, and then try and get a job to make $30,000 a year. I think it's a bad plan. Just like economically, there are other options that you can take that I think people should look into. But now my brother has been in school and when he gets out, he's going to start at 250 <laughs> and then he's going to go all the way up to 450. That seems like it's kind of worth the time. So he's in his early 30s and the rest of his life he'll be set. If he loves doing that. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, he And so I think he likes it, but I think he loves being comfortable more and being able to travel and being able to do things with his wife and family. And now I think people can still do that and not have to have that excess type of money. But I think, yeah, you know what? He always wants to be a doctor. But I wonder if doctors didn't make a lot of money, but people still want to be doctors. I wonder if lawyers didn't make a lot of money when people want to be lawyers. As a teacher, I teach the kids to to refine their skills to do what they love. That That's all I'm trying to do. And I believe there's so much money to be made that you can make great money doing what you want to do if you figure out how to market it and market yourself. That's right. It's true. That's it, man. That's it. This has been a long power nap. How long have we been talking? That's, that's all she wrote. Yeah, dude, it's been pretty long. 36. We got to send them out, Dre. All right, man. Hey, listen. This is a long catch-up power nap. But power nappers, we're out! <laughs>